Welcome, welcome. This is Pastor Derek Fletcher coming to you. Messed up the airflow through my cover. No, how dare you? And we can hear you. All right, welcome everyone. Pastor Derek Fletcher with Derek and Yanni Fletcher. Sit back, relax, enjoy the music. We'll be back with you today. We're talking about Jesus. Why Jesus? place their mics on mute until it's time for you to talk.
Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Okay, today we're going to be talking about why I believe Jesus matters. This is the lesson three in the series. Can everyone see my screen? All right. All right, so why does Jesus matter? It's very important that we know about Jesus, what he did for us and why we proclaim his name. And so today we want to talk about uh, and help the students <laughs> to understand the arguments that Jesus lived, he died and rose from the dead. Also uh, to be moved by the importance of the resurrection, right? So it's important that we know that he was, that he rose up or that he's a, he is a resurrected savior. Also, we want to uh, commit to defending the resurrection of Jesus. And so today we'll share some topics about Christianity, uh, the cross, faith, <coughs> the gospel message, Jesus, knowing Jesus, resurrection, and truth. And so first Corinthians, first Corinthians 15, 20 through 22 says for us, but Christ has been risen, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits, of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, they're talking about Adam here, the resurrection of the dead comes through, also comes through a man, which is Jesus Christ. For as in Adam all died, so in Christ all will be. <clears throat> Excuse me. All will be made alive. We come against coughing and sickness and disease right now. In the name of Jesus, we declare in the airways, we take authority over coughing in the mighty name of Jesus. So, okay. So the screen is bigger, the words are bigger. So, but Christ has indeed been raised from the dead the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep for since death came through a man the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man for as in adam all die so in christ all will be made alive Okay, I'm gonna read it one more time and then I'm gonna have you repeat after me. First Corinthians 15, 22 through 22 says, but Christ has indeed been 
raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have falling asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be alive. Okay, repeat after me. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 20 through 22. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 15, 20 through 22. All right, you got it. That's good. Okay. But Christ has indeed been risen from the dead. But Christ has been risen from the dead. The first fruits of those the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man. For since death came through a man. The resurrection of the dead comes. The resurrection of the dead comes. Also through a man. Also through a man. For as an Adam all die. As an Adam all die. So in Christ, so in Christ, all will be made alive. All will be made alive. All right, and that's First Corinthians fifteen twenty through twenty two. Okay, uh, this morning we're gonna have Derek pray. Gonna do the opening prayer. So, um, might be good to. Unmute your mic, maybe. <clears throat> okay, you're going to pray, Derek? Father, De oh. Oh, uh, sorry. You're going to pray? Are you going to pray? Sorry, I was praying. Derek, your name is Derek, right? Yes. Okay, thank you, son. All right. God, we want to thank you all today for giving us grace, keeping us safe, and giving us a healthy figure. Father God, we want to thank you all today for protecting us from COVID 19, flu, and other, other diseases. Father God, we just want to say thank you for protecting us through all, all the pandemic. Father God, we want to give thanks for this week because Thanksgiving is going to be coming up and we want to worship you and what you've done on that right day. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Can everyone hear me? Yes. All right, good, good. All right, mute your mic back, please. Okay. Why does Jesus matter? Probably sounds funny to your ears. If you've been around church long, you know that Jesus is pretty much all that matters. He remains the most controversial figure in church history. So is a belief in him uh, substantiated by 
the evidence? How do we know he existed? How can we know he did what the Bible said he did? How do we know he didn't fake his own death? How can we prove he rose from the dead? These are all difficult questions. We're going to attempt to answer all three. How do we know Jesus lived? How do we know Jesus died? How do we know Jesus rose? Difficult questions. Difficult, difficult. All right, so we're going to dig in a little bit further. By faith, we believe by faith. So 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 2. Okay, uh, Derek, read the first verse and then Yanni, read the second verse. Unmute your mic. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preach to you, which you see and on which you have taken your stand. Okay, mute it back. Go. By this gospel, you are saved. If you hold firmly to the world, to I the word, to you, the word, I preach the word, hold I firmly to the, the word. word, to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. Okay, so it says, I preach the word, the word, to the word, I preach to you. Okay, so, um, why is the gospel or the truth about Jesus the most important thing according to Paul's words here? And I, I didn't I didn't cross out uh, the answer, but but why do you think it's so important? Paul's words about uh, Jesus. Do you say Paul's words about Jesus? No. The truth about Jesus. Um, because it tells us Excuse me. why he saved us, why he's the son of God. Okay. Um, why is he so pure? Okay, so it says now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you receive and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved. If you hold firm to the word I preached to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. So the words that he's saying, you got to believe them. And you got to take it by faith. Let's begin with the most fundamental of questions. How can we know Jesus lived? What do you think? There's, there's history uh, about Jesus and the Bible uh, matches up with the history. That's and it been, says here- There's been a lot of hope. Okay, okay. So Jesus' life proven. It says, I am going to read a portion of an article entitled, Why Jesus Didn't Exist. So this is from a person who doesn't believe it. Found on a website with the same name. 
The article attempts to explain why the existence, uh, explain away the existence of Jesus. Listen to this, to what it says. There is no commentary history, historical record of any known, of any kind of Jesus, they're saying. No written Roman, Greek, or Jewish sources from this time apart from the Gospels. And so the Gospels are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are the Gospels. Know of any historical Jesus or Christ. The name Christ is mentioned in some later texts, uh, Tactius, Sanctius, Pilate, but then merely as the name of the idol of the Christian's worship. So it says Jesus is an idol, something made by uh, hands of other men. Read what these sources really say here. Why didn't, why don't even, we don't even know who the writers of the gospel were. Well, we do know and don't have the original manuscripts themselves either. We just have later copies of copies of copies of copies, etc., of copies of the assumed last or originals. And with each copy, the copy is usually felt free to alter the details or rewrite whole parts of the manuscript. So it says men are writing and rewriting that. Well, if you look at the Gospels, look at the other bi parts of the Bible, uh, the Bible is written by men inspi inspired by the Spirit of God. Okay? So the study of Jesus was originally an allegorical story based partly on the Jewish existence myth and Joshua Jesus Ben Nun, successor of Moses, the Jewish Messiah myth and the widespread pagan myth of the dying and resurrected good man Daniel's Osiris, Dio, excuse me, Dionysus Osiris. So, so these are equivalents of, of myth and equivalents of pagan representations. So um, we can look at uh, Roman mythology, Greek mythology, and also Egyptian mythology. And we see some simulances or some hints and shadows. So just in case you were wondering about that, it says later uneducated Christians in Rome, right? People without the insight and understanding of the deeper meaning of the text started to take these allegorical stories. So allegorical story means it's comparing a reality and someone's making up a wise tale 
are a folktale that may not be true. So that's what they're trying to insinuate here. And that's what they're trying to say. But that's not the case. It says, for their face value and literary Christianity as we know it was born. So they're saying all it is, it's a wise tale. It's a story. It's puffed up. Somebody kind of like just added some stuff to it. So that's what this article is saying. And the person probably is either upset or disgruntled. So how would you refute those remarks? What would you say, Yanni? Or how would you? Any idea? Yeah, it's a really tough lesson, right? It's a tough lesson. What about you, Derek? Would you would you refute or would you argue with them? No. No, you wouldn't? Okay, good. Okay. We we don't have to answer back every question that someone has or their their belief. Um but by faith, okay, we don't want to know. All right, leave that down, leave it down. So let's put you to ease in a world where people believe anything and everything and their lifestyles back it up. Very few people actually believe Jesus didn't even exist. In the paragraph above, I read, there are easy arguments for almost all the points to consider. There's six here. There is no commentary, historical record of any kind of Jesus. Well, that's not true. Yes? You can't hear me? What about now? Can you hear me now? Uh-oh. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Okay. So now, the name of Jesus is mentioned in later texts. Tactius, Sanctius, Sanctius, Sutenius, Pile, or Sanctionius, Pile. But then merely as the name name of the idol of the Christians worship. No, it wasn't made by hands. So we know that um, says here, while it's true that Tactios and uh, Pile, the younger did not believe in Christ just because they call him an idol does not mean that he was not a real man. They speak to the people's, they, they speak to the people's perspective or their point of view of Jesus and should not be counted as a authority on whether or not he lived, right? They're not authorities, they're just making a statement. We don't know who the writers of the gospel were. That's not true. We really do. We have historical evidence 
from church fathers about who wrote the gospels. I don't, I did, I won't list them all here, but my church leaders attributed the authorship of the gospels to the authors named in the Bible. They're actually named who wrote them. Okay. This says, and don't have an original manuscript themselves either. So we may not have originals, although some believe we have either an original, we have either an original or close to it of a piece of Matthew. We do have copies that are less than a hundred years from the originals, which is unparalleled in ancient manuscripts of any kind. So, so we do have uh, documents and there are some things that are tangible that people have found. And with each copy, the copyist usually felt free to alter details or rewrite whole parts of the manuscript. No, they didn't. Copyists were very conscious or conscientious of the way they copied. Even if they did make errors, they were checks and balances. There were checks and balances. So please, uh, plus in the copies we have, there are no meaning alternate differences, altering, altering differences. Either they were very careful or they all changed the copies and by Coincidence did so in the same way. Whoo, it's a mouthful. Later, uneducated Christians in Rome. So Paul was a lot of things, but he was not uneducated. He was a uh, university trained. He went to school. L Luke was a physician and historian, not exactly a dummy. Right? So this claim, these claims are simply without foundation. Okay, let's skip around here. As you can see, the claims that Jesus didn't exist are absurd. No right-thinking person really believes that. In addition to what the scriptures say, there is a lot of other evidence that Jesus existed. Consider what these non-Christian writers had to say. Jesus was a Jewish teacher. Many people believe he performed healings and exorcisms. Some people believe he was the Messiah. And so we're gonna skip down here. And, and these are other things. He was rejected by the Jewish leaders. And these are non-believers that, that believe this. He was crucified under Pontius Pilate. Okay, 
let's let's go to our next point. So Jesus says death proven. So says here. It's one thing to understand that Jesus existed. What gets stickier is when we believe, when we begin to discuss whether or not he died in the manner that the Bible claims. All right, so Romans, I mean, Mark, uh oh, so Mark 15. And 15 through 41. So there's a lot of readings here. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to take turns. So we're going to do three, 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 three. How about that? Okay. We'll go, right? We'll just go three, three, three until we come back. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. So I'll start off and then Derek and then Yanni. It says, wanting to satisfy the crowd, Ponte Pilate released Barnabas to them. He had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. The soldiers led Jesus away into the palace. That is the uh, Praetorium. Pr pr Praetorium, Praetorium, and called together the whole company of soldiers. They put a purple robe on him. They twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on him. All right, Derek. Again and again. Again and again. They struck him on the head with a staff. Okay, what about 18? What about 18? And they began to call him. You said three. Three and three. So 18 is where you start. And they began to call him out, Hail King of Jews. Again and again, they struck him on the head with a staff and sit on him. <clears throat> Falling there on their knees, they paid homage, homage to him. Homage to him. And when they had mocked him, they took off the purple robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him out to crucify him. Okay, yeah, three. A certain man from Cyrene. Cyrene. Simon. Simon. The father of Alexander and Rufus was passing on way passing on way by on his way um, in from Derek, the country. When you read, you gotta unmute your device. Did you unmute your device when you read? Okay, because I didn't hear you come through there. They brought Jesus to the place. Oh, they can't. Good. Okay. Golgotha. Golgotha, which means the place of the school. Then they offered him mixed with. 
obviously a wine mixed with myrrh. Myrrh. But he did not take it. And wait, was that three? Yeah, that was three. And they crucified him, dividing up his clothes. They cast lots to see what each would get. It was nine in the morning when they crucified him. The right, the written notice of the charge against him read, the king of the Jews. Okay, Derek. Mm -hmm. 27. Yes. Uh, they crucified two rebels with him, one on his right and one of his left. Uh, those who passed by hurled insult at him. Hurled insults at him. At him. Shaking their heads and saying, So. You are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days. Come on down from the cross to save yourself. In the same way, the oh, chief. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. In the same way, the chief priests and the teachers of the law mocked him among themselves. He saved others, they said, but he can't save. I mean, can't save himself. Let this Messiah, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe those crucified with him also heaped insults on him. At noon, the darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a lower, lower, <clears throat> loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabatama, sabatana, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? All right. Oh, were you supposed to read that? I'm sorry. Yes. I took your I took your part, huh? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, Listen, he's calling Elijah. Someone ran, filled a sponge with wine vinegar, put it on the staff. Yeah, reach your mic. And offered it. No, we want Jesus to drink. We need now to hear him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to take him down, he said. With a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. Uh oh. 
With a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. Okay. I guess this is my goal. I read these three and then Derek read that one. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood there in front of Jesus saw how he died, he said, surely this man was the son of God. All right, Derek, read the last two. Four. <clears throat> Some women were watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene. 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 Mary, the mother of the James and Young and the Young. And, and the Younger. Joseph. The Salom in Galilee, these women had followed him and carried and cared for him, his needs. Many women. Women. Well, Many men. Other women who can't. Stop! Uh, let's get ourselves under control. Keep reading. Let me start over. Many other women who had come up with him to Jerusalem were also there. So there's a lot of things playing in that passage. Jesus was flogged, right? He was beat, uh, a horrific act. A bunch of soldiers in the Praetorium beat up, beat up Jesus. What else happened? They crucified him. They gambled over his clothes. Jesus wore a purple robe and crown of thorns while they mocked him. They gambled over his clothing. When Jesus refused to drink, he cried out from the cross. So there's a lot of things happening here, right? Yes. Okay. They gambled. Oh, I already said that. There were robbers on either side of him. Jesus cried out from the cross. Jesus refused a drink. The curtain of the temple tore and has. So how do we know all that really happened? How do we know that? We weren't there, but we believe by faith. Okay, let's take a look at uh, 1 Corinthians 15 and 3. Uh, it says, for what I receive, I pass on to you as a as of first importance that Jesus Christ died, Jesus died for our sins, according to the scriptures. So why is this important, Yanni? 
that Jesus died. Why is this important? So that everyone will know what happened. <coughs> and they can believe like we do. Okay. So we could go into the whole meaning of the sacrifice and atonement. But let's boil it down to one simple phrase. If Jesus didn't die, we're dead, right? If he didn't die, we're dead. Regardless of what the Bible says, there are people who doubt it all happened, right? There are doubters. A, a closer look of what flogging and crucifixion crucifixion were, right? Resulted in the conclusions that Jesus was most certainly dead. Okay, let's take a look at the flagging part. So, <coughs> Okay, so uh, flogging, it consisted of what? 39 lashes, right? Oh, horrible. What about the performed by professional floggers, Roman soldiers? A whip with which separated at the ends into nine separate strands was used. Each strand had pieces of bone, glass, or stone tied in it. Flogging was done all the way up and down a person's back from shoulders to calf. Often the veins, muscles, and bowels of the criminal were exposed by the vicarious, is that vicar? Vicarious beatings, yes. The beatings often the victims often die from the flogging alone because of loss of blood. The tortured ones often went into shock. So, but Jesus didn't. He was still alive. The Bible says that Jesus was flogged, right? What do you guys Think about that. That was a vicious. That was a, a very vicious day. Yeah. Okay, I should have said I did say vicious beating, didn't I? Yeah. So that that was not nice. That was like so in the Roman world, crucifixion was reserved for the harshest criminals. Jesus was executed with hardened criminals, with such criminals on either side, right? 
Yeah, Jesus wasn't a criminal. Right. He's a good man. Uh huh. So let's look at crucifixion. So crucifixion dealt with the uh, extension or stretching out of the arms, right, uh, on a beam, which he had to carry to the hill. His wrists were pinned to the wood with five the seven inch stakes, right? Huh, that was painful. The replacement, the replacement of the stake was on a nerve called the medium nerve, the placement of the stake, right? Producing excruciating pain. By the way, excruciating was a word that was invented to describe the pain during crucifixion. So Jesus was then hoisted into a crossbar. Jesus' feet were pierced into a vertical beam. The stretching out of his body would have put both shoulders out of socket. Wow. So Jesus, right? So Jesus would have slowly suffocated, unable to support his weight on his on the cross. His beaten, exposed back would have stripped, would, would have strapped across the wood, would have been strapped across the wood of the cross every time he attempted to rise for a breath. Man, I'm, I'm, uh, I know this is hard to think about, let alone talk about. It's okay if you show emotion. I almost want to cry right now thinking about it. If you really happen, if it if this really happened, it should really affect us. It's important to know this so you know that Jesus did in fact die. So that was a lot. Wow. The final noteworthy point is that the Roman soldiers pierced Jesus' side with the sword. Ordinarily, the legs of the crucified were broken to speed up death. Because of the floggings, as we see in Mark, Jesus dies. Jesus dies before this happens. So instead, the soldier drives a spear through his ribs. What is sig significant is that the water also came out, demonstrating that the protective sack around his heart had pierced along with a long 
a renewed, a renowned physician was asked by a journalist what Jesus's condition would have been at this point. With all this evidence in hand, the physician replied, there was absolutely no doubt that Jesus was dead. Wow. Let's just take a minute. I'm, uh, Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus. Jesus, we thank you that you bore our sins, that you took the beat down from the seat down and you endured on your way to the cross. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Wow. Now here comes the victorious part. Here comes the awesome part of it. Yay! And it says, and this is why we 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 claim and to be a part of a risen Savior. Wow. Yeah, this is the part right here. And so Jesus says, resurrection proven. And yet critics remain. There are theories that exist that claim Jesus survived the flogging, the crown of thorns, the walk to the cross, the crucifixion, and the piercing of his heart. Others concede that he died, but not, but did not rise from the dead. Well, if he didn't rise from the dead, then we'd be in trouble. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians again and read a few more verses. Woo. All right. So it says here. All right. I'll read the first one. Then you read the next two, Derek. And then Yanni, you read the last two here. Okay, 1 Corinthians 15 and 4 through 8. That he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. All right, who's next? <clears throat> And, and that he prepared to appear appeared to Cephas, Cephas, uh, Cephas and then to the twelve and then to the twelve? Yes. Uh, twelve after, disciples. After that he appeared to more than five hundred of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living through some have those so, some have. sorry. Those some <sighs> have fallen asleep. Okay, Yanni. Then he appeared. Then he appeared to James. Then to all the 
and last of, the, of all, he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. So he appeared to them. So it says here, there's a lot of evidence in favor of his resurrection. Let's go through it. And as we do, let's throw the burden of proof back to on the critic by asking a series of questions. Why is there a Christian church if Jesus did not raise from the dead, then what are we doing? Why did the church begin and why did the message spread? So, can any of you think of a reason why if the resurrection happened, a church was formed. What do you guys think? To represent God and Christ. Okay. All right. So the fact is a bunch of people could have just decided to start up a church. All the evidence stacked on each other on each other will be so easily explained again okay so why did the holy day switch from saturday to sunday again if the resurrection didn't happen why did people abandon saturday and start worship on the supposed Resurrection Day of Sunday, which is the first day of the week. All right. Why do we have Christian scriptures, the New Testament, claiming it happened? By faith, we believe. We weren't there. We didn't see it with our natural eye. But there's so many testimonials there's so many written reports referencing uh that jesus was risen where is the body there are many theories for where the body is all without basis some say that someone died in his place And that his resurrection was fake, but I believe by faith that Jesus was beaten, he was bruised, he was crucified, and he raised up, and he was on the earth for 40 days, and then he ascended up into heaven. All right, so four theories for where the body of Jesus is. The disciples stole the body. Jesus was never buried. Jesus survived and escaped. The woman went to the wrong tomb. Hmm. 
highly unlikely. So what about Jesus's appearance? Well, we've all seen his appearance in many put paintings. Okay, in the paintings, but we have to believe by faith. All right. We have to. So Paul records that Jesus appeared to the apostles, to 500 people, to himself and others. This passage in Corinthians is actually an ancient creed that Paul copies into his letter. That puts it much closer to the actual event of the resurrection, making it more reliable. It's been proposed that in their distress, all of the Christians hallucinated Jesus. Woo, that's a pretty strong one. Yeah. Psychologists discount that theory, citing most hallucinations as extremely rare. So how did he appear to 500 at once? Not only did, but if they were hallucinating, why didn't anyone just go to the tomb, point at the Bible, I mean, point at the body and settle the issue. So why the martyrs? Why? Okay. So that's very difficult because people are saying different things. Right? But I believe it. I believe that they went to the tomb. I believe they went to the right tomb. And I believe that Jesus wasn't there and that he was on the earth for 40 days and then he ascended on high. Okay, so we're gonna go down here to making it real. Any questions on that? I know this is a difficult lesson. No. No, yeah, like I said, it's a tough one but it's real. All right, so let's take a look at this one. Let's see, keeping it real. Yeah, yeah, no, this is a big lesson, but you have to know this stuff and we have to talk to you about it. Because this, this is what the fundamental belief is. And if you don't know this, somebody could eat your lunch. And so here it says, okay, you do two, one, two, three, five, six, seven, eight. So it's eight of them, it's three of us. So I'll do two, and then you do three, and then you do three. How about that? 
Yanni is asleep. She's asleep. Mm -hmm. So we'll do half. I'll do four and you do four, Derek. Says here, First Corinthians 15, 12 through 19. It says, but it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead. How can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? <laughs> if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. More than that, we are then found to be false witnesses about God, for we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead, but he did not raise him if in fact the, the dead are not raised for, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. 16, Derek. Thank you. <clears throat> for if the dead are not risen, that, <clears throat> that audio was weird. <laughs> was it? Then Christ, it sounded like I was slowing down. Okay. Christ has not been raised either. Did you unmute your mic? They don't need to hear my mic. Why not? Because the mic from you is already picking off my sound. Oh, it is? Okay. Yes. Hello. All right, and come on. If Christ has not been raised, your face is flute is futile. 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 You are just you are still in your sin. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life. We have open hope in, in Christ. Christ. We are all people. We are all people. We of all people are most to be pitied. To Pit be pitied. 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 Okay. All right. So, what does the Bible say? We are if Jesus is not risen. And why? Hmm. Since we are hopeless, right? Since we're hopeless and we should be pitied. Is that right? Isn't that what it said up there? Okay. So we can talk apologetics until we're blue in the face but one thing is true if jesus is dead like all other religious leaders buddha muhammad joseph smith 
then we're living a lie and we're hopeless. But look at the first verse of first verse. Look at the first part of verse 20. Okay, who wants to read that, Derek? Yanni, we'll let Yanni read it. Can you see it? Okay, read it. I did. We did. Well, Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Okay. The first fruits, but Christ has indeed been risen from the dead. So because he lives and we are in him, we live. We are risen with Christ. We have a God who conquered death. Remember early when I said, if Jesus didn't die, we're dead. Let's take it one step further. If Jesus isn't living, then neither are we. Okay, let's praise God that we worship someone who would do all of that for us. Father, we just thank you right now. We praise you because we have a living Savior. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your promises. And we do now declare Jesus is Lord and we receive the fullness of our inheritance through the death, burial, uh, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus Christ. And we thank you that this lesson reached the lost and touched hearts on today. And so we thank you and we praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that was that was a that was quite a lesson there. Amen. We want to thank you for today and tuning in to Yes and Amen with Pastor Derek, Derek and Iani with our youth church. And on today was a lesson about Jesus. Um, very tough lesson, but a lesson that was needed to share for all believers uh, throughout the land and throughout the earth. And so be blessed on today. And we love you and Jesus loves you. Hallelujah. You told me I'm not who I used to be. I'm not who I used to be anymore.
God bless everyone until we meet you again.